the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. U.S. troops in Kabul standing guard as the U.S. speeds up evacuation flights for American diplomats and thousands of Afghanistans. And Georgetown professor Paul Miller, who was the National Security Council's Afghanistan director, says President Biden's withdrawal decision simply pulls the rug right out from underneath Afghan forces. He, I think, delivered a crippling morale blow to the Afghan army, and they no longer believed they had the resources they needed to win. So, so if that's true, then why fight? And uh, that has led to a cascading effect where the Afghan army is not fighting and the Taliban are winning. Northern California wildfire heading toward a small lumber town as the West strains at resources and threatens thousands of homes. Crews are fighting to protect the town of Westwood in the northern Sierra Nevada. This is SRN News. Before we arrived, the station sounded like this. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Then on March 19th, 2001, you heard this. More power than a Tomahawk cruise missile. AM 1280, The Patriot. News talk around the clock. Proud to bring you today's best communicators. Still going strong after two decades. AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot. The United States has killed... Osama. AM 1280, The Patriot. The United States has killed Osama bin Laden. Hours after that announcement, the White House leaked that it was SEAL Team 6 that carried out the operation. Al-Qaeda placed bounties on the heads of all Navy SEALs. Then, just three months later... Extortion 1-7 requesting permission to take off. A U.S. Army helicopter carrying many from SEAL Team 6 and others entered the Tangy Valley. That's all flash. You flash. Anybody out there? We have a fallen angel. A fallen angel. Roger. Extortion 1-7, the provocative new film telling the story of the largest loss of life in U.S. Special Forces history. Now playing on SalemNow.com. Questions quickly arise. Why did it take 17 minutes to fly a 10-minute mission? Was there a black box on board? Every American should be taught about what happened in Extortion 17. What really happened? The SEAL Team 6 that dreadful night. Fallen Angel. Extortion 1-7. The story most Americans don't know. Watch exclusively at SalemNow.com. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. 
That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. To smoke or to grill? To smoke or to grill? What you doing, eh? I'm deciding what to cook on my new Louisiana grill. Oh, by tossing smoker pellets into pails? Yeah, you see, my new Louisiana pellet grill from Premier Pool and Spa is both a grill and a smoker. I've labeled one pail smoke and the other one grill. So whichever pail has more pellets is what you'll do? You'll catch on fast. Oh, what if there's a tie? Easy, then I'll do both. I'll smoke the back bacon till it's tender and juicy, and then I'll crank up the grill and finish it off. Oh. Oh, you thought of everything, eh? No, but Premier Pool and Spa has. Till the end of August, get a free 40-pound bag of pellets with your Louisiana Grill purchase. And if you buy one of the top-of-the-line models, you'll also get free bucket liners and a fancy grill cover. Can I toss some of those pellets, too? Nah, you can't hit the broadside of a barn. Just read this. All right. Get your own Made in America Louisiana Grill, plus extra goodies at Premier Pool and Chan Essen today. Louisiana Grills, you deserve it. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take grilling seriously. PremierPools.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like the Liberty Bell and its crack. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Uh, We were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free radio.com app. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. It's time now for Where You Live with Gene Sullivan, the show that deals with the news and events that affect you the most. Whether you rent or own, live in an HOA, single-family home, or an apartment building, Gene will tackle the issues right where you live. So, from the CIT Studios... Here's the original Man of Steel, Resolve himself, who stands for truth, justice, and the association way. Here's Gene Sullivan. Good morning. Welcome to Where You Live. I'm Gene Sullivan, broadcasting from the CIT studios. This show is also brought to you by the uh, folks at Extreme Exteriors as well. And uh, it's... uh, Another great day to have uh, a show. We've got some uh, interesting topics that we uh, want to cover. But I've I've got to first uh, say hello to the man making it happen uh, back at the station, Trevor K. Always good to be with you, my man. Likewise. What's up, Gene? Well, now, uh, during the summertime, it's been kind of a hot, hot season we've had. Uh, how do you... Beat the heat. How do you? Uh, what What is your way of uh, staying cool? Uh, <laughs> well, I, you know, I've taken a few dips in the pool. Uh, my okay. uh, apartment complex has a small pool, and that's been a lifesaver uh, this year. So that's nice. probably number one. Yeah. Okay. For my wife and I, it's uh, at the end of the day. We'll put uh, up uh, a uh, sun umbrella uh, on our back uh, uh, deck, have an adult beverage, and even. Uh, uh, turn on a fan. It's oh. amazing how putting a little fan on just blows the mosquitoes 
and the flies away. Good call. And get a nice little, uh, uh, nice little breeze. That's how we beat the heat. Uh, for one woman uh, in uh, Athens, Alabama, I don't know if you heard about this. Um, she was found swimming in a 70-foot-high water tank in Athens, Alabama. Did you read about this story? No. What's with the water tank? Okay. Well, uh, it's a water tower. Uh, oh. It, it's providing 350,000 gallons of water for the good folks at Athens, Alabama. Firefighters had to rescue the woman who went up there for a swim to kind of beat the heat. Wow. What a, what a view, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, here's here's what happened. The hatch of the tank apparently was not secure, and uh, when she got in, it closed in behind her, and she couldn't get out. Okay, that actually sounds super terrifying, though. Doesn't it? At that point, you're you're in the belly of this uh, big uh, of barrel, and it's got to be pitch black. And who knows that you're there? Yeah, exactly. Pitch black. You're yes. treading water. Ugh. Yes. Uh, uh, what could you? Uh, um, what can you see to grab onto? You know, I, I yeah, that would be uh, it would be frightening. And when you don't know what what's going on, I think that gets people even a lot more uh, anxiety ridden, certainly, know, and not having their head about them. Luckily for this woman, she was spotted by Doug Duran. It says he's a retired Athens police officer who lives across the street from the water tower, and saw her go in. And it said Athens firefighters found the woman swimming inside, and they managed to persuade her to leave the tank, and they used a harness to bring her down. Uh, The woman is set to undergo a mental health evaluation, according to the Athens police chief. And then uh, there was a quote from uh, the city manager uh, talking about... um, how the hatch had not been uh, locked again because there had been some recent uh, work done and apparently a contractor uh, forgot to put that latch on. But the manager of the city, you can't make this up, his name is Jimmy Junkin. Ooh, that's a fun name. Yeah. Why Junkin. He's got to run J-U-N- a junkyard or something, a scrapyard. Ju- uh, I was thinking, how about donuts? Junkin Donuts. Junk and donuts. That yes. works. All right. Because uh, it, it reminded me, uh, I thought of that, and then my mind went to, uh, remember Coming to America? Uh, yeah. With Eddie Murphy? Yep. And so here he is. He's uh, uh, at a uh, uh, fast food restaurant, and it was called McDowell's. Yes. Remember? Yes. Not, not McDonald's. Yes. McDowell's. Wasn't it his, they were... his brother was like mopping the floor or something, and one of them wasn't he employed? Yes. McDow- yes okay. Yeah, yeah. So they, so they, at McDowell's, they had... Uh, not the Big Mac, but the Big Mick. <laughs> and uh, he said, uh, I don't have the golden arches. We have the golden arcs. And uh, I just thought, oh, this guy is, uh, this guy could uh, do, he ought to own a donut shop. Yes. Junkin Donuts. I'm Missed opportunity. You. we got to get that Missed boy a donut Missed opportunity, shop. yes. Well, hey, folks, we've got a great show. We've got uh, a lot to cover. So why don't we begin, as we always do, with, Property Management in the News. Property Management in the News is brought to you by Will Tarbox from Country Financial in Maple Grove. Providing insurance 
to help you protect what matters most. For quality coverage that's affordable, get a quote today from Will Tarbox at Country Financial, the number 763-416-5131. Well, my uh, guest is someone who's been on the show a number of times. Uh, my uh, uh, guest today is attorney Tony Smith with Smith, Jaden, and Johnson. Tony, welcome back to the show. Hey, Gene. It's great to be back. Yeah. Now, I wanted to have you on. I was uh, I looked at a, a list that someone had put together. It was called Avoiding Legal Landmines, and and uh, I guess I thought I I thought of you, um, and uh, because uh, some of the best stories that I think I've ever heard have come from you too, on uh, the, some of the craziness that goes on with uh, HOAs. It was. Uh, uh, in a preface to what we're going to be talking about today, uh, a quote from Mark Twain. He said, if a man picks up a cat by the tail, he learns something about life that he cannot learn any other way. <laughs> and I and I think that is certainly true in uh, with uh, HOA management. Some of the stuff that uh, comes our way, uh, it's... Uh, it is uh, uh, truth seems weirder than fic- fiction. Um, so let me let me ask you before we start talking about some issues, Tony. What would you say the combined total legal experience of your firm is dealing with HOA issues? Oh, geez, if you're talking about all of the attorneys, yeah, forty-five, yeah, just fifty a, years. Okay, all right, and so um, various aspects. Yeah, yeah, and um, there are. Uh, at any given time, what would you say, being in this industry, uh, what percent of HOAs are dealing with uh, a legal issue, dealing with uh, being sued? Well, I, I think fewer than than uh, than than we might think. I would say that okay. most of the associations are pretty good. I'd say that. If you take out things like collections, which I count as a legal issue, or covenant enforcement, which I think is a legal issue, yeah, I no, I, I know what you mean. Lapse. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, and and, so and things that, that are what, what we would call, you know, pants on fire legal issues, five percent or less. Yes, and those were the kinds of things that uh, I wanted us to talk about today. You call them the the pants on fire legal <laughs> issues. So yeah, so these are these are the ones where. With a lot of homeowners, uh, I think you're right. Uh, they uh, they don't necessarily think of lawyering up uh, with uh, every situation, but there are some that just uh, seem to get people drawing lines in the sand. And I'd like to talk about what some of those issues are for HOAs and some things that uh, board members can do to uh, try and stay uh, out of uh, – uh, out of those uh, issues. Um, and uh, we've got a number to cover, uh, but what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to say by looking at the clock, let's take a quick break uh, so we don't have to just uh, stop in a minute here. And uh, my guest today, Tony Smith with Smith, Jaden Johnson. We're going to be talking about avoiding legal landmines, some solid advice for HOA boards with my guest, Tony Smith. 
back after these messages. AM 1280, The Patriot. It's never too early to consider your goals and refine your vision for retirement. I'm Carol Sullivan, a thriving financial professional, and I'm here to help you create a strategy that reflects your priorities. I can help you assess your needs and determine the right next steps for your unique situation. Call 952-484-3110 to get started. Licensed agent producer of Thrivent Financial. Marketing for Thrivent Financial for Lutherans. Registered representative of Thrivent Investment Management, Inc. Thrivent.com slash disclosures. Tomorrow brings a brand new day. For your business, for your family, for the promise of new financial opportunity. For over 100 years, CIT has been turning potential into financial strength. With the tools, expertise, and agility to bank like your best days are ahead. That's tomorrow thinking. Empowering you to bank like you. Learn more at CIT.com. Member FDIC. This is a potter's field. When people can't pay for their funerals, they are buried here. It is a lonely, desolate place, littered with unmarked headstones. No one visits. No one leaves flowers. But it doesn't have to be that way. For as low as $1 a day, you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses. We offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000. Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-323-8137. 800-323-8137. That's 800-323-8137. Paid for by Final Expense Direct. Hello, this is Jeannie Sigler from Extreme Exteriors. We are a trusted family-owned business that provides expert inspections and installation of roofing, siding, decks, gutters, windows, and more. For over 20 years, Extreme Exteriors has serviced single and multifamily home exteriors. Visit us on the web at xtremeexteriors.com or give us a call at 763-441-1334. We're here for all your home exterior needs. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. You're listening to Where You Live with Gene Sullivan. I think one of uh, the most unique uh, legal issues I've had to deal with in my career was a guy we, uh, uh, there, there were supposed to be uh, uh, no, uh, no pets in the building. Uh, it was in an apartment building that we were renting out. And uh, he said, uh, 
how dare you accuse me of having a dog? He said, I have Tourette's. <laughs> and we thought, oh, no. And he was talking about mounting a, a legal uh, issue uh, with uh, HUD uh, for his disability. And then uh, and then about two weeks later, a neighbor said, uh, here's a picture. And I said, what is this? And they said, that's a picture of uh, my next-door neighbor walking his Tourette's. <laughs> And so, uh, yes, that was uh, something that uh, we uh, had to deal with. Truth is always stranger than fiction. My guest is Tony Smith. We're going to be talking about avoiding legal landmines. Uh, Tony, um, the first uh, issue I'd like you to address is one that uh, people have, and that is the authority of the HOA. Uh, people have a hard time uh, knowing and understanding what that means. Homeowners don't want to give into it, and sometimes people on the board uh, want to run with that in a big way. Yeah, well, it, it's a, a real interesting problem because you, you get a lot of folks, especially folks who haven't lived in a townhome or a condominium association before, so they're not necessarily used to having to follow any sort of authority from an HOA before. Yeah, so and uh, other people about, yeah, other people look at it like an apartment complex, right? They they th- think what I'm used to is a multifamily rental uh rental housing and they think that that's how it operates. Well, yeah, that's that's right. And if if they have a, a problem with a neighbor, they'll complain to the, the landlord and the landlord will just kick that tenant out and it, you're right it doesn't work that way in an HOA so uh, tell uh, an H- yeah go ahead uh, please go ahead Gene you're fine um, I was going to ask uh, you know people don't understand um, sometimes uh, that an HOA has limits to uh, what they can and can't do uh, for people who are new to this uh, thing uh, HOAs and we have more people buying all the time, first-time homeowners in an HOA. Uh, what is it that they can uh, expect? What are the limits that a board has on what they can and can't do in uh, directing sure. someone else's life? Yeah, so the board's authority, and by the board we're talking about the association, because the association will act through its board and through its community manager, so Gene and the folks on his team. And that authority comes from two places. The first place is Minnesota state law. A lot of newer associations are covered by this law, the Minnesota Common Interest Ownership Act. Sometimes call it MKIWA. And that sets forth the duties and obligations of both the associations and the homeowners. So that's the first authority, source of authority for an association to take action. And under that law, for example, they can do all sorts of things. You know, they can adopt rules and regulations regarding the use of the common elements. They can adopt rules to protect the health, safety, and welfare of the residents. They can adopt rules regarding animals and pets, things of that nature. The second source of authority are the governing documents that go with that community. So when you buy a, a house in a condominium association or a townhome association, there will be a set of uh, covenants and conditions and restrictions. It's usually called a declaration. And that sets forth the various obligations that the owners have, which is to pay assessments and 
to follow all the rules and all the things in the declaration and the obligations of the association, which is generally to keep the property maintained and repaired and to enforce those various covenants. So let me talk about that, uh, the enforcement, if I I can. With enforcement, um, uh, uh, a lot of times I was at a meeting last night, for example, and um, I'm on the board of this association and and uh, people are having some issues with a uh, with uh, a next door neighbor and uh, in some uh, noisiness and uh, and uh, sometimes you take a look at the issue and you go well I this is really pretty subjective it's not like it's happening at two or three in the morning and it wasn't constant, but just for a little bit. Are we have, do we have someone who's just being a little bit uh, too particular here? Uh, do we have an issue where people just aren't, uh, aren't getting along? But in HOA, there's only so many things that we can, we can do. We can send out a notice. We can fine. But there is not much more we can do in actually making someone to adhere to rules, is there? Well, you're right. I mean, the only thing the the HOA can do is enforce that rule. So if it's a noise rule, for example, that says you got to keep the the community quiet between certain hours in the evening or you've got to avoid using certain types of electronic equipment that might make a lot of noise, all the association can do, like you said, Gene, is enforce that. And if the governing documents or the rules have some sort of a fine system in place, you can impose the fine. And the idea is that the homeowner who's being fined has to choose between continuing that and paying the fines associated with that or stopping it. And the idea is we want them to stop that. But other than that, there, there is, like you said, a lot of subjectivity in this. And when we're talking about things like noise violations, I always encourage my associations to say, well, what would a reasonable person say about this noise? Is it something that a reasonable person would be offended by, or is it something that just bothers a really particularly mm-hmm. sensitive person? Yeah. You know, because you've got to make sure that your rules are reasonable and you're enforcing them reasonably. Yeah. So we shouldn't and, be the noise police. Well, yes, uh, the, and uh, the I'd like you to speak uh, on uh, that uh, a little bit more about where we can't really be the the police, but... In municipalities and cities, there are uh, things that you can use the police for. You can use municipal government uh, to uh, come in helping to enforce something in housing when it's appropriate. And uh, sometimes I think uh, HOAs probably don't uh, even think about uh, that as being a resource for them. Well, I think you're right. I mean, cities have noise ordinances. So if a homeowner is throwing a, a really noisy party or the neighbor's kids are practicing, you know, their rock band in the garage and that's creating a nuisance, yeah, you absolutely can call the local police and say, hey, I've got a noise report, and the police will come out and investigate that. Mm-hmm. And maybe they'll issue a citation and maybe they won't, but it's it's another tool, another resource that the association has to address those issues. Can you so think I, of I some totally other areas? Can you think of some other areas other than noise that uh, you could use oh, sure. municipal government yeah. for? 
Uh, what, yeah. what comes to mind? Violations, what? for example. Pets, pets come to mind right away. You know, we yeah. have concerns about homeowners who might let their dogs or cats roam around the community without a leash on and without any sort of supervision. Mm-hmm. A lot of cities have animal ordinances that will require them to be leashed or under someone's supervision at all times. They'll also require those animals to be licensed. So that's the situation. Animals is one that, that came right to mind. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of, of other things. You sometimes have, I, w- I would say, things that deal with criminal conduct. And we get these, these kinds of complaints a lot, Gene, where the neighbors will say, you know, I suspect that there's illegal activity going on in the unit next to me. I think they're selling drugs or, you know, they're, they're running a prostitution ring. And, yes, we've, we've actually had that kind of a situation brought mm-hmm. to our attention. And the association, even if it has the best rules and regulations in existence, it's not necessarily set up to deal with those kinds of legal issues. So if you're dealing with an issue that involves a crime, then you absolutely need to contact the police and get them involved because they're in a better position to make that behavior stop far more effectively than just fining those homeowners for the conduct. Let me ask you one other aspect uh, with that. There are times when boards uh, can go, uh, I think a, a little bit t- too overboard on uh, on the fining. Uh, sometimes the idea is, well, if they don't listen to us, we'll keep doubling the fine until, and that'll get that'll get their attention. That doesn't seem to uh, work, uh, uh, Tony. Why not? Well, sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. I think the the reasons it doesn't work is usually because it's not enough of an incentive to make the person stop the conduct. Like you you see this sometimes, Gene, when you've got a community that has like a a restriction on rentals and a homeowner will say, well, I'm just going to rent my unit out anyway. And then the association will send them a fine letter, you know, every month for, you know, 25, 50, a hundred dollars. The homeowner doesn't have any incentive to stop that because they'll pay the hundred dollar fine and lease the unit out for $1,500. They're still doing well. Mm-hmm. I think when we're talking about fines, the association needs to keep two things in mind. One, is the amount of the fine reasonable in light of the conduct? You know, so if I've got Mrs. Johnson who might have forgotten to pick up her after her dog after she took him for a walk, you know, is that worth a hundred dollar fine? Eh, probably not, because it's not the same as, for example, uh, a homeowner uh, discharging firearms in their backyard. You know, they're not mm-hmm. the same type of conduct. Yeah. So they need to keep make it reasonable in light of the violation. And the second what? thing, Gene, and this is where I think you are going, is make mm-hmm. the fine sufficient enough to stop the conduct from happening. Yeah. And that's the real trick, you know. You want to make that fine enough to disincentivize the conduct, but not so much where if the homeowner challenged it that a court would say it was unreasonable. Yes, I, and, I want to, and I want to go there because um, – in your experience, because uh, some people are going to get to a point where uh, they've been fined and the association says they're not listening, and it's not just on this one issue. It's on here, and they have numerous fines for over years. What is the likelihood, the real likelihood, that that HOA can pursue uh, foreclosure and actually see that sustain, you know, be able to... Uh, to be uh, uh, that person's property taken away from them because they're, they're just a bad egg 
in in the well, unit or how question. many yeah yeah i think that it, it really depends i mean if if the homeowner doesn't pay a fine then the association has the right to go and foreclose its lien against that unit for the amount of that fine and depending on the homeowner that may make them change their ways and they may stave off the foreclosure by paying the fine and all the other fees the association incurred to get to that point. But I think it's really content dependent. I mean, and and fact dependent. I mean, how much are we talking about here? I'll tell you this, we've had foreclosure actions that we've brought where it isn't based on the homeowners failure to pay their regular assessments every month, but it's been solely based on a homeowner contesting a fine that has been put against their unit. And the, the foreclosure process treats that failure to pay just the same as it treats uh, a failure to pay your regular assessment. So there's really no difference. Okay. So foreclosure is a tool you can use to encourage people to stop that behavior okay. or else they're going to risk not just the fines, but foreclosing at, on yeah. those fines after, after they fail to pay. Okay. Thanks. I, we've got, uh, folks, we've got uh, more to talk about avoiding legal landmines today. Uh, my guest, attorney Tony Smith. We're going to take another break, but don't go away. A lot more here on Where You Live on AM 1280, The Patriot. We'll be back after this. AM 1280, The Patriot. Minnesota Exteriors Commercial partners with associations and management companies for their siding, roofing, and window projects. Minnesota Exteriors Commercial is a family-owned business with combined experience of over 70 years. Their teams provide quality service, expert workmanship, and top-of-the-line products to help restore and maintain multifamily properties. A 100,000-square-foot distribution center ensures the projects will be completed on time with the highest quality products at the most competitive price. Contact minnesotaexteriors.com. It's never too early to consider your goals and refine your vision for retirement. I'm Carol Sullivan, a thriving financial professional, and I'm here to help you create a strategy that reflects your priorities. I can help you assess your needs and determine the right next steps for your unique situation. Call 952-484-3110 to get started. Licensed agent producer of Thrivent Financial. Marketing for Thrivent Financial for Lutherans. Registered representative of Thrivent Investment Management, Inc. Thrivent.com slash disclosures. This year marks the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 attack on America. To honor the first responders and those lost in the tragedy, AM 1280 The Patriot will air the reading of the lyrics from the song Three Little Words. Three Little Words was written by a Twin Cities songwriter and is a touching tribute to these American heroes. You can hear the reading each day next week, Monday through Friday at 9.45 a.m. and again at 3 p.m. each day. Three Little Words on AM 1280 The Patriot. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. At CIT, we understand that in life, change is the only constant. For over 100 years, we've helped customers like you gain the financial flexibility you need to adapt to change. 
Whether you're building your business or your savings, we know that each day presents a new opportunity to turn your potential into financial strength. That's tomorrow thinking, empowering you to bank like you. Learn more at CIT.com. Member FDIC. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Listening to Where You Live with Gene Sullivan. Welcome back. This is Where You Live. I'm Gene Sullivan. My guest today, Attorney Tony Smith, talking about avoiding legal landmines. I am, of course, uh, sponsored by great folks at CIT and Extreme Exteriors. Uh, with Extreme Exteriors, you can count on them for expert installation of exterior siding, roofing, soffits, fascia decks windows, and more. With their knowledge and experience, they can design the perfect solution to make your home beautiful and energy efficient, saving you maintenance and money for years to come. Give them a call at 763-441-1334 and tell them Gene sent you. Before we get back uh, to uh, my uh, questions with uh, Tony, it's time to hear from the Community Associations Institute. Here is the CAI Minute. Are you a volunteer in your homeowner association? Maybe a residential property manager wanting to increase your industry knowledge and obtain professional credentials in property management. Are you a vendor or professional offering services to homeowners and associations or property managers? If you said yes to any one of those questions, then join the Community Association Institute. The CAI is a great organization, helping you be informed and more proficient in your homeowner association board member or property manager role. It's also a great way to network with potential clients. For nearly 40 years, CAI has provided education and resources to volunteer homeowners who govern community associations and the professionals who support them. Visit cai-mn.com to learn more. That's cai-mn.com. The Minnesota chapter of CAI holds monthly manager's luncheons, board member education training, property manager certification training, and much more. It also produces a bi-monthly informative magazine called Minnesota Community Living. Why not join the Community Association Institute today? You can do so online at cai-mn.com and select Membership. Uh, Tony, another uh, legal landmine that uh, boards would be good to uh, be careful of, and that is really knowing and understanding uh, this idea of uh, ownership. Who's responsible for the cost and repair of uh, what? I, I can remember one uh, one new person moving into an association, and I was talking to them uh, about common elements and limited common elements. And he just started to chuckle and laugh. And he, he thought I was pulling, uh, I, I was pulling his leg <laughs> that I was just, <laughs> that I was really trying to be, uh, that I was just trying to be, uh, uh, funny, but, uh, that's a bit, that's a, that's a, uh, that's a real, 
that's a real issue and uh, one that a lot of people uh, uh, get upset about. Explain common elements, limited common elements. Well, sure. So in a common interest community, whether it's a townhome association or a condo association, the property falls into one of three types of, of categories. It's either a common element which is the property that is jointly owned by all of the unit owners and that everybody gets to use. So it's, it's basically the shared property. Yeah. Then there are limited common elements, which are certain parts of the property that are located outside of an owner's individual unit, the boundaries of that unit, but only they get to use. And a perfect example of something like that is the balcony on a condominium unit. So if you live in a condominium and you get a balcony, the balcony is actually not located within the boundaries of your unit, but only you get to use it. So we call those things limited common elements. And then the third category are units, which is the actual part of the property that is individually owned by only the particular owner of that unit. So those are the three types of – those are important because if you were to look in, in the declaration for those communities, it'll divide the maintenance based on whether something is a component, common element, or part of the units. So it's important to know what something is a part of, yeah. first of all. Yeah, let me uh, ask, now this is going to kind of go into a deep dive here, but uh, I think this is important. Minnesota state statutes also talks about um, – when it comes to responsibility, and usually we take a look at the common elements or commonly held together, so the association is to be putting money aside and preparing for the, the repair and maintenance of those items. Limited common elements you're talking about, one person uses, and they are usually responsible for. But that's not always the case. The Minnesota state statute has something kind of unique uh, that uh, allows uh, a board uh, to uh, assess something, uh, even uh, that's a common element when we're talking then fewer than uh, all of the homeowners. Can you explain for our listeners? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're, we, we call this, or at least I call this, I call it the, the fairness provision of M. Kiowa. Or, and the reason for this is, so whether the association or a homeowner is responsible for maintaining something, that doesn't necessarily mean that that party is responsible for paying for it. So let's go back to that condominium example with the balcony. It's a limited common element, and under M. Kiowa and most condominium declarations, the association is responsible for maintaining, repairing, and replacing that balcony because it's not within the unit boundaries. But... M. Kiowa says that if you're talking about the costs to maintain, repair, or replace a limited common element, the association uh, shall, and the default is shall, not may, shall charge those costs back to the homeowner who gets to use those limited common elements. So if I own that condominium unit and the association has to do some balcony work, the association would do it. And then they'd assess those costs back to my unit. So I'd end up actually paying for them. Yeah. So that's the fairness factor. There's another part of MKIWA, though, that, that is worth talking about as well. It's not just for limited common elements. 
So if the association has to do any repair work to a unit or fewer than all of the units, so let's say I'm in a townhome association and we're going to replace the roofs on one building but out of 10. Mm-hmm. Under MKIWA, you can assess that cost back just to the units that are located within that building where that roof work is being done because they're the only folks who benefit from that repair. So keep in mind there's a difference between who maintains something and who pays for it. They're not always the same. Okay. And now an association would needs to be careful with this too. They can't decide, well, this time we're going to we're going to uh, assess it to these people and then a few years later say, well, we've got money in the reserve, so we'll just take it out of reserves now. <laughs> Yeah, that's the single biggest problem we run into with associations with respect to maintenance is they treat similarly situated people differently. You absolutely can't do that. So if the association is going to pay for a certain repair, it needs to do that consistently in the future in perpetuity. If it's going to charge certain repair costs back, it has to do that for everybody. Otherwise, you're treating different, similarly situated people differently. That's one of the things that gets associations in some legal trouble oh yeah and uh and so it's uh but it, it's a it's a tool that uh is provided with state statute where an association if if uh, they said yes we've uh, typically uh had uh, gone into the reserve funds and have paid for something but we realize we can't keep this up from from here on out here's how it's going to happen when those few units need to be done. It'll be a special assessment to those people. And then, like you said, and when it needs to be done a few years from now for these few units, they will be assessed. They can do, do that moving forward, but jumping back and forth, uh, th- that's a, a bad idea. Have you, uh, have yeah, you had it really to, is. Have you had to defend that, that one uh, or uh, talk to a board about doing well, that? Uh, I've had to talk to boards about making sure that they're they're following the same process a number of times because it, 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 the problem with it is boards turn over. You know, you'll you'll get board members who will serve their term and then they'll they'll move on and you'll get new board members in there and different boards may want to do different things. So it's it's really a, a constant struggle just to remind the boards here's what your predecessors did. So you want to make sure you do the same thing going mm-hmm. forward. So no homeowner complains about being treated unfairly. So, But, yes, we, we give that kind of advice all the time. And we give that advice to the community managers, too, just to make sure that they're documenting those decisions that are made and, and putting them in the meeting minutes so the homeowners have the opportunity to review them and they understand yeah. what is going to happen if they have a similar uh, expense. Yeah, and I, I think that's uh, so important for a manager to uh... – be uh, clear and uh, and to uh, certainly say it in a, a nice way, but be firm about an association's and association board's responsibility. I, I am always behind our managers 100% when someone would say, I would like the minutes of the meeting to reflect that I, I'm not recommending that the, the board go down that direction at all. And, um, yeah, and well, and I, it, I, the, the other issue, Gene, I don't know if you guys have run into this, but I'd imagine you've had to. You know, every once in a while, 
there will be uh, the homeowner who takes a position that the association should be responsible not just for the repair but for paying for it, even when the governing documents or the state law says something different. And the board, just to kind of placate those homeowners, will agree to pay it just so they'll be quiet and kind of go on their way and quit being a thorn in their side. That's a real tempting thing for boards to do because we're dealing with home, with volunteers. They're not paid. Mm-hmm. And if I'm in their shoes, I probably don't want to deal with a whole lot of hassle or headaches from the owners either, so they take the path of least resistance. The problem with doing that mm. is it now sets a bad precedent for things in the future. Oh, you do it for I one know. person, and you th- do it for everybody. And, and that's, and that's, and that's uh, the unfortunate uh, sad reality for uh a number of associations they they placate, like you said, uh, trying to make uh, problems uh, go to go away. What I can't well, make go away, th- th- yeah. But what I can't make go away right now, Tony, is another uh, commercial break. So uh, hang on, folks. We've got one more segment uh, next. I want to talk to Tony about rogue board members and how that can be an issue. So don't go away. You're listening to us on AM 1280, The Patriot. Back in a few. AM 1280, The Patriot. Hello, this is Jeannie Sigler from Extreme Exteriors. We are a trusted family-owned business that provides expert inspections and installation of roofing, siding, decks, gutters, windows, and more. For over 20 years, Extreme Exteriors has serviced single and multifamily home exteriors. Visit us on the web at xtremeexteriors.com or give us a call at 763-441-1334. We're here for all your home exterior needs. It's never too early to consider your goals and refine your vision for retirement. I'm Carol Sullivan, a thriving financial professional, and I'm here to help you create a strategy that reflects your priorities. I can help you assess your needs and determine the right next steps for your unique situation. Call 952-484-3110 to get started. Licensed agent producer of Thrivent Financial. Marketing for Thrivent Financial for Lutherans. Registered representative of Thrivent Investment Management Inc. Thrivent.com slash disclosures. Did you know that Big Lou can vaccinate your entire estate from the virus known as Uncle Sam? That's right. Big Lou and Term Provider have the only single-dose solution in town, a $1 million term life insurance policy. Yep, a $1 million term life insurance policy with no side effects. One call to Big Lou can lead to an entire estate vaccination that will provide 100% guaranteed protection against estate taxes and debt, even if you are a bit porky or have a splash of sugar diabetes. In fact, a 50-year-old male may qualify for half a million dollars of coverage for less than 100 bucks per month, a million for less than 200 per month. Call Big Lou at Term Provider to get the service and price you deserve with zero side effects. Call 800-555-2085 right now. 800-555-2085. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He follows the science too. Call 800-555-2085 or visit BigLou.com. Big Lou doesn't give tax advice. Setting the standard in association management. That's new concepts. Their professional staff is dedicated to top-notch customer care. This dedication has made them the leader at providing services to housing associations and homeowners. Your association may be looking for help with administration, consulting, financials, public relations, or vendor management. With over 140 years of combined experience, New Concepts is prepared to help you with all of your association needs, whatever they may be. 
New Concepts also offers construction, remodeling, maintenance, home staging, and real estate services. For all your association management or homeowner needs, call New Concepts. You can reach them at 952-922-2500. That's 952-922-2500. Or online at newconceptsgroup.com. newconceptsgroup.com. New Concepts, setting the standard in association management and providing innovations beyond. Listening to Where You Live with Gene Sullivan. It uh, happens every week. Where does the time fly? We've got one segment. Uh, Tony, I always uh, appreciate uh, having you on the show. You're uh, uh, always great to talk to. Um, we've well, got. Battery will get you everywhere. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, uh, that and $4 will buy you a cup of coffee at, uh, at Starbucks. <laughs> But uh, we've got we've got uh, just under seven minutes here left. Um, uh, a lot more to cover, but one uh, aspect that gets boards into trouble is the rogue director. Uh, what would you describe the rogue director as? Well, I think the rogue director is the director who does what he or she wants without regard to what the rest of the board wants. Those are the folks who monopolize the board discussions, uh, bully the other board members to support whatever action they want taken. And generally they they view the community as theirs rather than ours. You know, when you talk about people who view a community as theirs rather than ours, that's a rogue board member. Well, let's uh, face it. Some of those people will probably say, well, wait a minute. What do you mean? I don't hear anybody saying, you know, uh, saying anything against anything that I'm saying. Everybody else is quiet. So, uh, what, yeah, how do you answer that? That person is. Yeah, I, I say those to those people. That's because you've sucked all the oxygen out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> and people sometimes, and I think this this just might be one of those emotional intelligence things that sometimes people don't realize that they can be intimidating or frightening just by how assertive they are. Or it, it kind of goes back to that's not what you say, it's how you say it. Mm-hmm. You know, we could have the same message and deliver it two different ways, and one could be taken fine, and one could go over like a lead balloon. Yeah. It, but I, I tell those folks, look, your job as a board member is to reach consensus among all the other board members about what should be done. You know, this should not be a it's my way or the highway. That that seems to be really a bad way to govern because you're not trying to build bridges. You know, you're just trying to, yeah. to take a direct flight. So Yeah, what what we've tried to do uh with uh uh our folks uh with uh, board members is we've uh we've set the rules and we said uh um, this is how we're comfortable with uh, working with you and having the opportunity to serve. And that is if one board member sends an email, we respond back by sharing it with everybody on the board. So if you have one thing to say, 
it's going to be shared with everybody on the board because there's got to be equal transparency and there's got to be everybody's opportunity of knowing what's going on and buy and being able to uh, buy in and share what they think. Um, and yes, getting everybody to everybody to respond, even if uh, they're uh, uncomfortable. How do you how do you encourage a board to do that, though? Well, it's it's a difficult thing to do because people are going to be who they are, right? So you you mm-hmm. can't expect somebody who is a more outgoing or aggressive personality to suddenly change who they are. But I do think it it falls on the backs of everybody else who's involved in those discussions. So the other board members, the community managers, attorneys, if we're if we're involved in those conversations, mm-hmm. just to provide a, a gentle but firm reminder that the conversations we're having need to be agreed on by everybody and everybody should be given an opportunity to speak. So, mm-hmm. and again, it's, it's how you deliver that message. So you don't antagonize, you know, the board member who might have the association's best interest in mind, but just isn't communicating them very well, or doesn't necessarily view the input the other board members have as being equally important. So it's our job, I think, as the professionals to, to help them in that regard. Yeah, I, I think uh, two things that I, I think of. Uh, one is uh, CAI uh, National has a, a great piece. It's called the Board Member Code of Ethics. And uh, it's one page, and uh, it uh, is something that I think a lot of boards uh, ought to take a look at. It encourages people on how to relate to one another. Uh, what you were just talking about, Tony, uh, um, taking the, the, your responsibility to to uh, to speak up, and then also to listen, and and then how decisions are made in moving forward. Um, one is well, I it, I think. It, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, Gene, on that point, I think that sometimes boards get locked into this mindset that if all of us don't agree on something, then we shouldn't do anything. And I think it's important to remember that mm. the boards act by a majority vote. And it's okay to have differing opinions. You know, I would rather have a board with differing opinions because that'll lead to a better discussion. You know, folks might think of things that they haven't thought about before and consider them in in making their decisions. I would rather have that than a board of five people who always agree with everything that's that's being done and they just act in lockstep. You know, no, I I, I like that a lot. Yes. And now about then, how about the expectations for the one or two People, uh, persons who find themselves in the minority on the decision. What is their duty after yeah. that? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, really what those those board members should do is, obviously they're going to cast their vote in favor of a position that they agree with. If they're not on the, the, the winning side of that vote, that's okay. I think that what they need to do, though, in terms of how they face with the rest of the homeowners is present the board's decision as a, as a unified board decision. You know, the board voted and this is the action we're taking. You know, they should not, you know, kind of disparage the decision that's made in conversations to other owners or talk poorly about the other board members who may have voted differently than them. Those are the kind yeah. of things that will kill a community. Oh, yes. Wise words. Uh, well, that... Kind of wraps it up uh, for us uh, today. Uh, Tony, as always, thanks uh, for uh, taking time to be with us today on the show. Well, thanks for having me, Gina. It was great. Yeah. And, folks, you have a wonderful rest of your weekend. 
and look forward to having you join me here once again next Saturday on Where Where You Live. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. AM 1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like stars and stripes. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.